guys, I love y'all so much and I hope that today's message encourages you. Be sure and like and subscribe if you are tuning in on YouTube. Comment down below what you learned in today's message and what other topics you'd like to hear talked about moving forward. And if you're tuning in via Apple or Spotify, be sure and download, rate, review. We love reading your reviews and it actually helps us as we prepare for messages to come. And make sure to turn on your push notifications so that you can know whenever episodes come out as we have new episodes every single Wednesday. Guys, I love y'all and I hope you enjoy the show. Hey there, MMA McDaniel here. This podcast is powered by the Converge Podcast Network. What's up, Have You Heard fam? This is Josh McDaniel. You probably were looking for Emma. This is the third week I've actually hosted a podcast um, this time. And we've had Jason Jenkins, Emma's father. We've had Christian Huff um, on the podcast. And we've just had some amazing conversations. And I could not go and do a podcast without Quincy. Quincy is actually my pastor here in Virginia. And he pours into thousands and uh, hundreds of Hundreds, thousands, thousands. I don't know. I feel like that's good. That's, Hundreds, that's generous, generous. Hey, I'll give it to you though. I mean, you, you, you pour into a lot of people, so I'm very excited for him to pour his words of wisdom and just have a good time, have a good conversation um, on the Have You Heard podcast. So everybody, grab your headphones and let's get into the word. Quincy, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, man. Glad to be here. Honored to be here. Yeah, I, I mean, I did give you, I gave you some a big hundreds of thousands. I just, uh, that's, that's that's generous. Yeah, <laughs> that is very generous. That that would be uh, that'd be that'd be remarkable. That'd be yeah. remarkable, man. Well, uh, Quincy, I'm gl- I'm glad you're here. And for those of you listening, um, right now in the world, there's actually a lot happening um, with Ukraine. Uh, crisis right now, um, and it's nothing. It's nothing new that we haven't experienced before, but it, it's heartbreaking mm-hmm. uh, that lives are are hurting. That um, honestly, there's no words because I've never experienced anything like it. But it's not new because if you go get back a couple months, we go to the Afghan refugee crisis, and I think a couple of weeks before that, there was the Haiti crisis, and then you go back a couple of years before that, and you had the refugees. Um, out of Syria. And so it's like we have these terrible, terrible, terrible things that happen in this world because of the fall and all this stuff. But Quincy, I wanted to have you on here and and talk about this time right now where people almost feel uncertain. People feel scared. People feel uh, helpless, maybe. Um, But how can we as Christians in America all the way across the world, how can we be be on mission here, um, and how can we respond in these time in these in these trouble times? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's heartbreaking, you know, looking at the news, following the news, everything that's happening in Ukraine, and uh, you know, immediately as a church, you know, here in Lynchburg, we started getting you know emails, texts from friends and and church members and young adults saying, hey, what can we do? Uh, there's, there's a situation ensuing there in Ukraine. 
what can we do? And I love that posture. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of followers of Jesus across the nation and across the world have that posture. I mean, that that is God's spirit prompting them to say, hey, our brothers and sisters, there's something happening. Let's intercede for them. Let's let's do something. And so I think that's just confirmation that, man, the spirit of God is moving throughout the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, you know, it, we're, we're heartbroken over that news. Um, I think the the very first, our very first response has to be prayer. Yeah. Uh, that is our most powerful weapon uh, to use. And and I think, and it's just for me, I've just, we've just been praying as a church, as a young adult community here at Thomas Road. Yeah. Uh, Lord, let's pray for our brothers and sisters. We, we've been making contacts and um, I was actually texting uh, our executive pastor of ministries here and, and he was getting me in touch with just different people. We have friends in Romania, we have mm. friends in Russia, we have wow. friends uh, you know, in, in ministries in Ukraine. And so we're just getting this information of, hey, tell us how we can be praying for you and supporting you in this moment. And uh, some really interesting facts came out through that that mm. I was very surprised of. And that is, uh, number one, the largest population of Christians in Eastern Europe is concentrated in Ukraine. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Wow. Like the largest amount of Christians in Eastern Europe or in Ukraine. And not only in that, uh, some of our missionaries have been telling us over the past 30 years, there have just been, there's been tremendous strides in kingdom work there in Ukraine. And in 30 years, that nation has, uh, obviously churches have been planted, but from those churches, missionaries from Ukraine have gone out to Asia, Mm. Africa, all over the world. So God is doing an incredible work. And and it's just, it's sad to see that now these churches are are facing, man, they're, they're waking up thinking, should we flee or should we go? Yeah. But I think the number one thing, we just got to pray for our brothers and sisters in Ukraine. We got to pray that their lives would be preserved, be protected, that if they stay, that they would stand firm and courageous on the gospel. Um, you know, you're reading stories on Gospel Coalition now of, yeah. of pastors staying. Um, churches are going to be turned into medical hospitals, uh, shelters. And so, man, I just, they need our prayers right now. And I think that has to be our very first reaction before we do anything else as a church here in the United States. Yeah, that, I, I think I think we can loosen the power of prayer sometimes. Like, yeah, absolutely. Like the power of prayer is is, and especially in these in these hard times, it's like we're called mm. to pray boldly. We're called yeah. to pray um, in faith. That yeah. that healing, that um, that safety, that peace will come in this. And mm. I think I always lean um, to the verse in Genesis. I think it's it's fifty one or fifty five. It's it's somewhere in the fifties yeah. that when literally um, it's saying that what Satan intended for evil, God intended for good. And so it's like yeah. whenever these times come, it's like man, I want to be a part of the good of that. Like I want to bring about the good in this hard time. And whenever, cause Emma and I were at church the other day and we were uh, talking back way back when about that refugee crisis and mm-hmm. uh, our church uh, really invested into people around that. So can you speak into like how, how even here physically, like, so we're praying without ceasing. Right. We're praying continually, praying boldly in the spirit, that safety, that peace, that, that, 
his name would be known, that his glory would come from this, no matter what's happening around the world, that his glory is going to come from this. But how can we physically, even now, and y'all at our church helped physically help tons of people in the Afghan refugee crisis. Can you speak into that? Yeah, several months ago, uh, Thomas Road, we, we got word, and I don't know how we got connected with this, but uh, there's a there's a fort, I believe it's Fort Pickett, which is about an hour and a half, two hours away from Lynchburg. And uh, we just got a report, hey, there's you know a large concentration, a lot of Afghan refugees are coming here, they're, they're housing them here before they start to assimilate into society. And, um, and we were just asked to come and, and, and donate clothes. And so our church jumped into action and they donated uh, diapers. Uh, they donated baby formula, gently used clothes, toys. And it was just amazing to see the people of God spring into action. And so, you know, obviously not all of us, our entire church could go to Fort Pickett, but mm-hmm. at least we could send supplies and material just to bless them and say, hey, welcome to the United States. Um, we're glad that you're here. We we want to help support you and encourage you as as you assimilate into our you know our culture. Um, but a few of us, some of us from our young adult ministry, were able to go and able to to distribute some of those materials. And um, you know, we've gone multiple times, uh, partnered with Liberty University. They've mm-hmm. gone a number of times. And so, really, it's uh, I think it was even a story uh, written by the Department of Defense. Uh, of the Liberty University volleyball team going over there and playing volleyball with them. And so, you know, obviously there's tangible things that we can go and physically our presence Mm -hmm. can be a blessing to them. Um, Even though there's a language barrier, uh, you know, I think it doesn't take any language to play with little kids. Right. And, and just, you know, have fun, play basketball, play volleyball, play soccer, all these things. Mm -hmm. Um, But in recent months, uh, a lot of those families from Fort Pickett are beginning to now assimilate into different cities. Yeah. And um, several families have come to Lynchburg and wow. uh, not only Thomas road, but heritage Baptist church, other churches in town have said, Hey, mm-hmm. we're going to stand in the gap and we're going to help these families. Cause I mean, I mean, I never knew, but when you come here, like there's vaccinations that have to take place. There's paperwork, mm-hmm. you know, you can't just yeah. like show up and, just like, all right, I'm going to send my kid to school. Like there's so yeah. many things that you have to go through that they're unaware of. And so I think having an individual say, hey, we're going to help you along uh, through some of these things that you have to do. To do. So some churches in town have, have a, you know, adopted families. Wow. And our church has, has adopted, I believe, three or four families where we're just going to, over the next several months, uh, just walk alongside them as best we can to help them, you know, just be a good neighbor to them. That's what it's about, being a good neighbor. Um, and through that sharing with them the love of Christ. So, Mm uh, while we can pray, uh, there are some times where we can step in and physically meet needs. And, uh, I'm so proud of that. We're part of a church that actually does that and and Mm -hmm. is stepping into that gap. So, uh, Mm -hmm. that's, that's major. Yeah, man. I think that that's so good. I, every podcast, this is something that's been laying on, on my heart. And so whenever Emma asked me to come and host the pod, the hosts come to the podcast, I was like, man, God, what are you wanting to say? And something that's continually come up in every single podcast that I've hosted with Jason, with Christian, and now with you is I want to be an uncomfortable Christian. Like, I don't yeah. want to be a complacent sitting behind a pew on my cushion seats with my air conditioning. Like, I want to go out and be the hands and feet of Jesus. Yeah. And it's like, I want to be an uncomfortable Christian, even whenever it feels uncomfortable to pray these bold prayers. 
Like I want to mm. be uncomfortable in those times of of going and passing out baby formula, passing out diapers, or I don't know your language and this is kind of weird and I hear stereotypes or whatever, like these things that are, mm-hmm. I don't even know. But I want to be an uncomfortable Christian being the hands and feet of Jesus. And it's like you look at Jesus and his life mm. and there were some pretty uncomfortable situations that he was in. It's like, Oh yeah. The woman at the well is something that I look back to all the freaking time. Just because yeah. it's like you are traveling through Samaria. The the gross of the gross, the time that you no one wants to be there, but he's going there in the middle of the day, sitting at a well and meeting a woman. Like in an uncomfortable as for our human standards, uncomfortable but it's like he knows that this is going to impact so many lives, that this is going mm-hmm. to he's going to speak his name and make his name known across the entire world. So Quincy, it's like we have these big things that happen. We have these the crises and we have all these different things that happen around the world and that I'm supposed to pray. I'm supposed to be bold. But how can how can I even in times of peace, even in times that a refugee crisis isn't happening? How can I pray boldly? How can I be the hands and feet of Jesus in peaceful times and yeah. in school in work and wherever you are in life? Like, how can I be yeah. the hands and feet and pray boldly there? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, the two things, two words have been uh, just kind of a reoccurring theme throughout these past several months. Um, it's intimacy and dependency. Mm. Uh, where, how's my intimacy with Jesus Christ personally? Mm-hmm. And how's my dependency on him? Uh, those are the two things. I don't want to know what you're doing for Jesus. Tell mm. me, tell me about your relationship with him. Where are you with him personally? And, uh, you know, I just think of, of, of uh, you know, the uncomfortable prayers of Moses in Exodus, mm. right? He, he kind yeah. of got upset with God multiple times. Uh, Jeremiah, uh, the weeping prophet, mm-hmm. uh, David, right? All the Psalms. I mean, he just laid his heart out before the Lord. And it's funny, this past week in our uh, in our men's Bible study, I was just, we were talking about this prayer that Moses had where he goes to Pharaoh, things don't work out. And Moses is kind of pointing his finger at God. He's like, why have you done wickedly? Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, man, he's, he's, uh, he's Laying saying God. <laughs> God, God, you've, Pretty much, if you're saying God has done something evil, you're saying God has betrayed his very own nature. Mm-hmm. And that's a pretty uh, bold thing to say to, the, to, to God. And I just asked the guys, I said, guys, is it okay that Moses talked to God like this? Mm-hmm. And we had a great discussion because I think it reveals a lot of, right, we want to have reverence, mm-hmm. right, when we approach God in our prayer lives. But I think especially as guys, we have a hard time uh, verbalizing our emotions. Mm. Right. Um, and, and I think that the same is true with our relationship with the Lord. Um, Mm. you know, I don't think God wants our cookie cutter, uh, safe prayers. Uh, he wants us to, if you're upset, share with him, you're with that, that you're upset, Mm -hmm. that you're frustrated, uh, that you're sad. Um, over a year and a half ago, I just, someone challenged me, Hey, have you ever, you know, in your prayer life, if, if you're upset, have you ever just prayed like, Lord, I'm upset? I'm like, mm-hmm. no, that's weird. I'm not going to do that. Like, I got to. <laughs> can't tell him you know, that. <laughs> I can't tell him that, right? Um, and obviously, you know, you don't want to go too far with that. But 
it really challenged me to like, man, if, if this is the most important relationship in my life, mm-hmm. I think a foundational uh, characteristic and pillar of a healthy relationship, no matter if it's a friendship mm-hmm. uh, with, a, with a husband and wife or boyfriend and girlfriend, you got to be able to communicate with that yeah. person, right? I mean, how deep would that relationship be if you don't feel comfortable telling that other individual how you feel? Mm-hmm. And uh, that was just so helpful for me in my personal relationship with Jesus and growing my intimacy and my dependency on him was just praying uncomfortable prayers Mm. Um, in times where I was frustrated in times when I was upset in times when I was sad or depressed, Mm -hmm. I would go to the Lord in those moments and I would say, Lord, this is what I'm feeling. Yeah. I don't understand what you're doing. I don't get it. I don't like it. (laughs) Um, but at every time through his spirit, he would just either confirm something to me through his word or whether it be through some encouraging words through a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just I think it's I challenged the guys in our group. I said this week, pray some uncomfortable prayers. Yeah. And and I'd love to hear what God does through those uncomfortable prayers, because number one, he's God. He can handle it. Mm-hmm. All right. You're not going to tell him anything he doesn't already know. Yeah. Um, and so I just think that number one, Josh, you know, it's. Asking ourselves, how's our dependency? How's our intimacy with Christ? Mm. And when was the last time you prayed an uncomfortable prayer? Yeah. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network and is sponsored in part by... Scripture says that it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. And I have an incredibly awesome way for you to give today. So I've partnered with Compassion International, which is a nonprofit organization that has partnered up with local churches to help deliver kids out of poverty all over the world. And just for $38 a month, you can sponsor a child today. And you can actually have a personal relationship with them through contacting them via letters and praying for them. This is really powerful, y'all. So if you go to Compassion.com, slash Emma, you can sponsor a child today. I love you. Uncomfortable prayers is a very interesting thing. Because mm. it's like, how often do we like pray for boldness? Like to yeah. share your gospel. Like, God, give me, give me a moment mm. today. And meaning it. Like we're supposed to, whenever we pray, we're supposed to come at it from with, with faith. From the heart. Right. It's like James talks about like asking for wisdom, but asking with it, knowing that you have already received it. Like, and so it's, I want to pray boldly and uncomfortably, but I want to pray for boldness. I want to pray those things that honestly are going to take me out of my comfort zone Mm -hmm. that are going to push me past my, my own limit. Because also James says that I can rejoice in my weaknesses because Mm -hmm. literally it's like, God has made known where I am weak, where God has made known where I am am not as strong because his strength is made even more. Like my strengths are only because of his strengths, but he's seen more in my weaknesses. And so I want to be, I want to be that bold prayer. I want to be that, that Christian that continually sees, has his head on a swivel of areas that I can share the gospel that I can encourage that I can love that I can reach out a helping hand or a bold prayer for a friend that needs it 
for for people around me. And I love that you put, and I've never heard it just quite like that. I need intimacy and dependency. And I feel like a lot of times intimacy is is understood, like it's understandable. It's uh, mm-hmm. I have to I as much as I want to know Emma. As much as I want to be close to Emma, that means I have to spend time with Emma. That means I have to talk with Emma. I have to know her as a friend. And I think that's that's what I love about Christ is that he is a friend, that you can hop, yeah. you can sit down and have a coffee with him, and that you can sit down and just talk with him. Um, yeah. I think it's sometimes hard to understand that. But I think the yeah. even harder to understand is dependency. Like yeah. how how on earth do we live a life that is dependent on God? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and I think I think that could be a challenging one for a lot of people. And I think that, uh, you know, it's part of our sanctification, right? That's mm-hmm. something that we're, we're constantly growing in. How am I going to depend on Christ in this situation? Um, if we truly believe he is who he is, who he says he is, um, then we have to offer everything. Mm-hmm. Um I've looked at it in, in a lot of ways as like a, a my, my life is like a house of faith, mm-hmm. right? And and it's easy to, to to invite Jesus into the living room. God, you yeah, you can have, you know, complete control over <laughs> over my, you know, career choice, right? That's fine. Um, maybe even who I hang out with, that's mm-hmm. okay. Um, Lord, you, you can have control over, you know, any number of things. But there's this one. Don't go room. in the closet. <laughs> Don't go in the closet. That I'm. I'm not quite ready yeah. to, to to give that over because I I'm afraid of what might spill out. Mm. And and listen, I've been there. Mm-hmm. I've been there. And and I think that, of course, our flesh and and uh, the enemy would love for that door to be shut, for it to be closed. But I think it's constantly bringing ourselves to the to the point of. What in my life is inhibiting me from serving God? Hmm. Uh, what in my life is inhibiting me from following Him and obeying Him in these areas of my life? And it could yeah. be different for everybody. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think that part of growing that dependence has to be, submission has to be in that, right? We have to submit hmm. ourselves uh, to the Lord, and you can't be dependent on someone if you're not submitting to them. Hmm. So... I think that it's different for, for for a lot of different people, but for me personally in my life, it was a lot of, uh, Lord, I'm going to depend on you. I, just a year ago, uh, man, I, I just, I struggled a lot with anxiety and worry. Mm. I mean, it was to the point where it was crippling and put me in the ER. Wow. And I just, it, it was, uh, it was just because I never experienced panic attacks like that ever before in my life. Wow. Yeah. And it, happened for a number of weeks. Um, and I just remember coming to the point of like, I don't know what's like, is something wrong with me? Like, is, is there something mentally like physically wrong with me? Mm-hmm. And, and I just, the only thing that would bring me comfort, the only thing that would bring me a peace would be through reading God's word. It mm-hmm. was the, it was the craziest yeah. thing. Uh, cause, because I would, I would start to sense this panic swell up inside of me. And I couldn't focus on anything. It's just like, it's weird. It's a weird feeling. You can't focus on anything. You mm-hmm. feel like, you feel like you're about to die almost. It's, yeah. it's the oddest thing. Um, but I remember in those times I would just, I, I would have, I, I have to, I'd have to open up my Bible and I would just have to start reading. And then it would just 
the Lord would just begin to bring peace to my heart. I'd memorize scripture, even though that was, I would never want to experience that time in my life again. Mm -hmm. I had some of the sweetest times with God Mm. personally, Mm. because I had no other choice but to depend on him. Yeah. And listen, I tried everything. I went, I got essential oils, put essential oils on in my room, right? The the, the eucalyptus. I, uh, I mean, I I was reading up on stuff, but honestly, the only thing that really brought me true, genuine inner peace Mm -hmm. was just spending time with the Lord. Wow. So I can't tell you why I experienced that season of panic and anxiety. Mm -hmm. Um, But I can tell you this, I learned a lot about Jesus in that season. Mm-hmm even though it was dark, even though it was, oh gosh, it was the worst start of my year. Mm. Happened back last, last January. Mm. Um, I learned more about Jesus than I ever have. Mm. And, and for that, I'm thankful. Yeah. So I I think it, you know, it's different for everybody, but uh, dependency is super important. Hmm. I think that is, that's so beautiful. And I look at, I look at Jeremiah Whenever he's mm. on um, on this earth prophesying about Jesus, and I believe he's known to have no converts from mm. from written in scripture, from written in scripture. So it's like, as a Christian, you're like, oh, like the success that I have lies in the people I convert to Christianity, mm. and this man is known for some of some of the most beautiful scriptures, like some of the most beautiful writings in the Bible that like tons of people know to this day. And yet by our standards, it's unsuccessful. And by our standards, he failed, but it's like his dependency was not on man's standards. His dependency was not on how many people are looking at me right now. How many people are like, wow, I want to do what he's doing. No, like because he didn't have any of that. His true and sole dependency was on Christ. Well, was on was on God at that point. And so it's like that is such a beautiful thing that I need to look at. And it's like, man, I want to be on fire whenever I have nothing and whenever I have everything around me. Yeah. Whenever yeah. the world is in shambles and war, I want to depend on God. Mm-hmm. Whenever People are coming into this country that I'm just like, all right, I'm just going to be the hands and feet in God. I'm going to depend on God. Mm. Whenever there's none of that, whenever I'm being promoted at work or if I'm the star on the sports team, whatever, like I'm going to depend on God. And in all these areas of success, of failure or whatever it is, if it's anxiety attacks, if it's whatever, depend on on God. Yeah. That's so and, and I want to clarify, yeah. you know, obviously that, you know, anxiety, I don't want to diminish the, 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 the seriousness of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there are times where people, you know, uh, do need to seek counseling. There yeah. are times and they do need to seek out medical help. And so uh, I think that God provides all of that in his mm-hmm. sovereignty. Yes. And so, you know, obviously, in, in, in my situation, it was for me, I don't know what it was, but the, mm-hmm. just through scripture, that was, you know, the Lord's word just, just settled my soul. Yeah. Um, and so you know, I'd, I'd want to make sure that when if people are struggling with that, mm-hmm. man, it's, it's, it's okay to ask for help. Yes. Um, it's okay to seek help. 
and God can use mm-hmm. counselors, doctors, yes. medication. He can use all of that yes. uh, for your good mm-hmm. and his glory. Yes. And so um, there are times in people's lives where they need to seek out the necessary help yeah. that they need. And so uh, don't be ashamed of that. Uh, God uses that. That's so good. I, I, Emma and I, whenever this podcast started, we knew that we were going to talk about a lot of different topics. So we mm. actually partnered up with Faithful Counseling, and they're an organization mm. that that helps. It's an online organization that helps them. And so it's like a, it's a resource that follows us on every single podcast that is available. That's awesome. And so it's like we are called to be in community. We're called to be in the Word. We're called to do all of those things. And we are still on this side of heaven. Like we are still yeah. going, we have, we are still feeling the pains and the, the, the pains of the fall. And so it's mm-hmm. like these pains that are going to happen, but I want to do it alongside people. So I, I definitely agree. Thank you for saying that because yeah. it is crucial that we do understand that it is a dependency on God. We are, mm-hmm. we are also called to depend on God together. Like we're also right. called to depend right. on God actively um, seeking help, actively doing those things. And if you, if you right now, if you're listening, you're like, man, I, I need that help. You can actually go in the link in the bio and we actually have faithful counseling down there. Um, we will get a kickback from that, but just so you know, that is just an option. If you don't want to use that, there's churches that just find, find somebody, um, yeah. we find somebody to, to have help. Um, in those times. Thank you so much, Quincy, uh, for sharing yeah. your story about that. And thank Absolutely. you so much for being on the podcast. This is yeah, a, it was a, it was a pleasure getting to have you on here um, and being able to just hear your, um, hear your thoughts on this. Uh, guys, if you're Absolutely. listening on um, Spotify or Apple, uh, don't forget to leave a review. Don't forget to uh, tell us what you thought about this episode. Tell us about other episodes that you would like to hear, other guests you'd like to have on, um, and other topics you'd like to hear. If you're on YouTube right now, you can like and subscribe if you'd like, um, and comment down below of what really God taught you. And again, I want to emphasize this. If you do need help, if you do need uh, counseling, if you do just need someone to talk to, man, it is uh, having help and depending on God. And let us let us go into this week. Let us go into this year and our the rest of our lives praying boldly. Let us pray boldly for the people in Ukraine. Let us pray boldly for any uh, refugee crises or whatever that comes up, because there will be more. Um, but as um, as we are on this earth as Christians, we are called to be the hands and feet of Christ. We are called to pray boldly. So let us go into our week being encouraged and praying boldly. I love y'all. I pray blessings and encouragement and a deepening of faith over your life today. Be sure to subscribe, rate, give reviews, and go share this episode with all of your people so that we can continue to build our community and build our faith. Thank you for tuning in to the Have You Heard podcast, and don't forget how awesome you are. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network.